0: Not logical, but it is fascinating.
1: Playing down that big old
0: fairway.
2: Don't want no hackers to get my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were drive.
0: It's the Golf Insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your
3: golf insiders on 740 the game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another of ball. We love it.
4: And turn on the lights. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the Fairways of i4 in the house, Holly G along with my favorite sidekick, Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club, and Will Perry, our social media magician. More like a connoisseur.
2: I wasn't sure if she was going to go guru or magician. I was waiting for the adjective there. (laughs) He's the man that
4: makes it all happen. So you know what Will always says. Like us on Facebook. Tweet us, the Golf Insiders, because we want to hear from you. And, wow, it was Team Golf Insiders out at Metro West on Monday doing a little bonding at the iHeart Client Appreciation Tournament. And hats off to all of the team here at uh, iHeart for putting on a fantastic event. Full field, 144 players and, um, well, Kevin, um, we had our A game from T to about 60 yards out.
2: After that, it got a little dicey. It was just those short shots, you know, those uh, 36, 46, 60-yard shots. We just couldn't get them close.
4: Um, eh, you know, respectable 10 under, but um, 18 under the winning score. What would you think about that, Will? Uh
2: there was maybe, a, I think, that think was there a were little, any foot
4: wedges. Yeah,
2: there was probably a few foot wedges in there. A couple, couple of mulligans. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I like to think of us as being good golfers, and I think 10-under was respectable. The yeah, so shoot 17, 18-under so par, well, that pencil was awfully sharp, I think. That eraser worked really well. Yeah, they definitely didn't put it in pen. But <laughs> you well, know, back to, back to iHeartMedia and Clear Channel Outdoor, they threw on a great event. Food was fantastic. Lunch, dinner, drinks. Uh, Everything was fantastic. The weather was perfect. It was warm. It was breezy. It was was a slight bit humid, but I got a nice tan. So, yeah, I can't complain. And uh, I got to spend my day with the Golf Insider. So thank you guys very much for having me out.
4: Yeah, it was absolutely great and nice to get out there and just, um, you know, play some golf.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Linda Ball. I know Linda Ball. Linda Bird. Linda Bird. Yeah, thank you to her for having us out there at Metro West.
4: And, uh, hey, today... Being that you are a golf professional, mm-hmm. is National Instruction Day. Dun, da, da, da. Yeah,
2: it is indeed. They're th- they're uh, showing instructional videos on the Golf Channel all day today. Uh, we were talking a little bit the other day about some tips on the course. Now I'm not a big proponent of teaching people on the golf course because I think that you have to repetitively play those same shots over and over. So I'm not going to show Will how to play a driver, even though he does bomb it out there. Because you know, in the next hole, will might not play a driver, so and, he, and then he's going to want to use that same driver swing on his five iron or anything like that. But what I did try to uh, go through, and this is a tip for a lot of you amateurs out there who are, you know, struggling with anxiety, is to learn to breathe. You know, we all take it for advance, take it for granted. But you know, when you address the ball and you have so many thoughts in your mind, like don't hit it left in the bunker, don't hit it right in the water, don't don't hit it over in the houses or anything like that. Just set yourself. Take a deep breath and exhale. Now, all that conservative energy is then released from your body, and now all you can think about is the golf swing. Take it back nice and slow and explode through it. That's my tip of the day from Kevin Sternett at the Golden Bear Club.
4: Well, I will tell you that Jordan uh, had mentioned the exact same thing on Sunday at the Masters, that after coming off that bogey-bogey at 10 and 11... He said, I forgot to stop and breathe mm-hmm. and, you know, collect himself after having those two bogeys. And, you know, what did he do? He he rushed his shot, then he rushed his second shot, and, you know, the rest is history. We know what, what happened from there. Uh, but being able to collect yourself in those moments, and I, what I thought was really interesting, too, was – Danny Willett. We all know the importance of routine and being able to maintain routine, especially under pressure moments, which I think is what makes the the master the majors events mm-hmm. and especially the masters so compelling. Uh, is when that you know pressure heats up, especially in the closing holes. And on eighteen, he stepped up to the tee, and there were people moving in front of him along the tee box, and he stopped for a minute, and then there was still more movement in the crowd and the second time he backed off went back to his caddy took out his yardage book and literally went through his whole routine as if he had just stepped on the tee and i thought that was such a you know a great moment and a great right. tip he, as well for you know players to remember it's all about routine
2: right and he just regrouped himself you know he realized that the pressure was on him and regrouped himself, started over. Even he, he probably didn't even look at anything on his yardage book. I'm sure he already knows the yardage. But, you know, I've always alluded to when I played competitive golf is, um, you know, after every nine, I would, you know, that walk or that drive over from nine to ten, I would put the balls, the tees, the ball markers, the divot repair tools, the glove, put it all back in the bag when I get to number one. And it didn't matter if I was under par, even par, over par. I just start all over like it's the very first hole. Cause you're definitely a lot more focused. So I I take those deep breaths and like, okay, let me get the balls out. Let me get the glove out. And it's like, this is the first hole. This is a new nine. Let the old nine sit back and wait and add up the scores when you get in. But let's start all over right here and see what we can do. So, you know, those are, those are my tips for you, uh, for you amateurs out there who who feel like you can't uh, overcome those hurdles.
4: Well, Brian Stewart captures his maiden PGA tour title with the Monday finish at the Zurich Classic. Wow, it was pretty soggy in New Orleans over the weekend, wasn't it, Kevin? It took him 120 PGA Tour starts to earn his first victory. So big uh, big change of his career d- direction now. And um,
2: Yeah, he moves up to 25th in the Ryder Cup standings.
4: Yeah, fifth year on tour. <laughs> and um, boy you know nothing worse speaking of a, another way you have to kind of maintain your 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 tempo and composure when you've got numerous weather delays i know that wasn't something i was not a mutter never really <laughs> enjoyed playing in the in the bad weather but um he outlasted Jamie lovemark and ben on in a playoff and you know good for him really uh, boy, short game made the difference for him at TPC Louisiana. He took 21 putts en route to an 8 under 64 in the opening round and was 46 for 46 from inside 10 feet.
2: You think he learned to breathe that weekend?
4: Well, I think uh, <laughs> he was chipping a heck of a lot better and putting a lot, a lot oh, better yeah. than we were.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And, and you know, credit to the grounds crew. They got a ton of rain. And to be even even to be able to finish that tournament on Monday – is a credit to that maintenance crew right there.
4: Absolutely, and, um, you know, definitely a big leap for him in terms of his uh, his PGA Tour career. So a fantastic finish given everything that uh, went on there. And I want to uh, announce that we've got a new product of the month, our very own Volvik Golf Balls. Based right here in Orlando, Volvik has turned into one of the fastest-rising golf ball manufacturers in the U.S. market, and you've probably seen Volvik on the Pro Tours with their brightly colored golf balls and play with some of the world's best players. Uh, you've got to see their new Vivid Ball, which we got a chance to play at the tournament on Monday thanks to their support of the tournament. It's the world's first-ever matte finished golf ball, and one of the hottest new products in, in the golf market right now. And their ViBall uh, is their Tour Ball, won the Golf Digest Gold Award earlier in the year. So Volvic Golf Balls, our very own right here in Orlando. So uh, happy to have them on board as our product of the month. You can check all their product out at volvic.com. Well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Stay tuned, the Golf Insiders 969, the game. will be right back.
0: Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that uh,
1: three iron and hit me in the back of the head.
2: I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. It. Asking for goodness. Got the struggler's
3: blues.
1: Ooh, strugglers.
4: We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly Chi, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club, and Will Perry, taking care of all of our social media and our tweet, tweet, tweets, and our music. It's all beautiful. A wonderful thing.
2: Beautiful like you, Holly. I just want to give you a shout out of how wonderful your hair looks today.
4: where did you get that done? Ooh, Jen Sternett Hair Designs. That would be your significant other, Jensternet,
2: Who, out of uh, Sola
4: Salon Studios at Cole's Plaza in Altamont,
2: yeah. one of the
4: best master hairstylists in Orlando. Also, shameless family shout-out.
2: Also, um, i got to give her a shout-out, Shameless, as well, that our 17-year anniversary is tomorrow. We met on Cinco de Mayo. She's amazing that she's put up with me. She's just such a wonderful mother, and Mother's Day is right around the corner. And then our nine-year anniversary is on Friday, so... Give a shout-out to the one I love, Jennifer Sternett. Love you, babe.
4: All right. And, um, hey, we're going to waste no time. We're going to get to uh, some golf talk, and the tour is in Charlotte at the Wells Fargo, and we're going to one of our favorite golf insiders, Mike Perky from Global Golf Post. Hey, Mike. Hello, Holly G., How's it, Listen,
0: I can't top any of that. I'm not having a good hair day, and <laughs> I don't have a significant other, so I, you know I'm I'm uh, I'm not much used to you. I don't believe.
4: Oh, but man, one of the best best golf writers in our business, and you're uh, in your home turf this week in Charlotte.
0: We're going to try to get a winner on Sunday night this week.
4: Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's tough. Were you in New Orleans?
0: I was not. No.
4: Yeah, that's uh, the Zurich tends to get a little dicey there this time of year. Kind of a tough position in the schedule.
0: Spring on the Gulf of Mexico—it's uh, it's a recipe for disaster.
4: Well, we got a big week coming up as this is you know the warm up for the players. Hard to believe we're uh, right around the corner from the Players Championship at Ponte Vedra next week, but. Um, What's, what's happening on the grounds there? Obviously, this is a, a great field, Rory's playing, and um, tell us what's going on.
0: Well, Rory's playing. He's a two-time champion. He had celebrated his 27th birthday today. Uh, Ricky Fowler's in the field. He's a former champion. Adam Scott is here. Phil Mickelson's here. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty good field, uh, especially uh, the week before uh, a big tournament like the Players' Championship.
4: Has uh, Phil made any comments of, about his his play since Augusta, Mike? In terms of you know, what what, well, what happened there. there?
0: You know he's you know he was uh, you know coming along the first of the year, uh he had high hopes. He he thought he was uh, swinging at it as well or better than he ever had with his new teacher, and um and he just hasn't had the results to show for it. Um, you know, I've got news for Phil, uh, when you get a little bit older, it's hard to focus for 72 holes. Mm-hmm. Some of us can't focus for three holes.
4: <laughs> I know some of those too.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's why we play in scrambles. Exactly. Um, so,
0: what, you know, I, uh, Phil is, um, I think Phil is, is feeling the, um, uh, some of the bad parts of, of getting a little bit older, um. I think he's probably swinging it just fine, but I think he has lapses in concentration and lapses in focus that, you know, you wake up and you just made a double bogey and you shot yourself right out of the tournament or right out of the cut. And um, I think that's something he's going to have to figure out how to deal with.
4: Well, you know what? His press conference at Augusta was, um, you know, I thought very interesting. He seemed so high on where his game was at. You know, was talking about he's in some of the best condition that he's ever been in. Said he wished he'd known what he, you know, knows now uh, Mm -hmm. back then in terms of what it might have done for, you know, his career and more wins. Uh, You know, feels that he can keep up with these guys. Still has a lot of mojo in the driver. So I I was really surprised. I just thought, you know, he seemed to be in the right place. And we know how much he loves Augusta.
0: Well, you know, if you're... If you're in a good place physically, if you're in a good place with your golf swing and you're not getting good results, then where do you have to look uh, You have to look between your ears you know that's that's got to be where the issue is. if he's in such good shape, otherwise, you know that's the only answer
4: yeah i you know, and especially given how much he loves that course and how comfortable oh, he is there right
0: absolutely you know I I really thought Phil would do well at Augusta and and it was just it was a real disappointment uh, to watch him shoot the scores that he did
4: Jim Furick is back this week after having wrist surgery it's nice to see Jim back out there have you seen him hit any balls uh he
0: you know he, he looks like he always does uh he um Delivers the club to the back of the ball as as well as anybody that's on that driving range, and uh, you know he's obviously going to have some rust because he hasn't been competitive for a good long time. But this is a good place for him to uh, to start. Uh, he's a former champion here too, and that uh, you know good vibes uh, go a long way uh, when you're trying to make a comeback. How
4: about Adam Scott having you know had a pretty hot string here at the in the Florida swing um you know who who's on your radar for the players and and then um I'm interested in who you're keeping your eyes on for the u s open at Oakmont in terms of w- what players the the course favors in terms of their games
0: well, I'll tell you for the players Holly um I think Adam Scotts can play very well. It's all going to depend on how well he puts. Um, you know, he's his golf swing is as good as anybody's. He, he hits the ball um, as well as anybody on tour. Uh, if his putter behaves, uh, he'll have a real chance at uh, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, going on to the U.S. Open, um, I really think we're going to see uh, Rory McElroy Jordan Speed, duel down to the end. Oakmont. Uh, is a good course for both of them, uh, and, and in, in different ways. Uh, Rory hits it so far, uh, he can, um, he can overpower the golf course to an extent with his driver. Um, and it'll depend on how he putts, but getting it up and down around those greens at Oakmont, the treacherous, the fastest greens you'll ever see in your life. Um, Jordan Spieth is right in his wheelhouse. He will made for
4: his game. Yeah, some comments out today. Uh, Jordan, I guess, doing an appearance at um, uh, a FedEx Cup uh, charity event, I think, up in Pittsburgh, was it? Uh, but making his first comments since since the Masters. Any thoughts on that?
0: Where he said he had uh, uh, ladies coming up to him in the grocery store saying that yeah. they were praying for him.
4: I love that, didn't you? That's just uh, so, that so Jordan. <laughs> i mean you, you... Know, he
0: um the greatest attribute that a professional golfer can have is a short memory Absolutely. and i know it took a little bit of time for jordan to uh stew on that and get it out of his system um, but when he went on the brocation with uh with ricky and smiley and and uh justin i think he got all that out of his system and and uh he's ready to put that behind him and and play well in the next major.
2: Well I definitely think the biggest adversity he had to overcome was having to give that jacket to Danny Willett. I think well, he thing, was
0: gritting his teeth in the oh, butler cabin, wasn't he? Yeah he sure was. He had to I mean, He the look really of death. didn't want to have to give that thing away. <laughs> yeah,
4: no tougher moment in sports, right, than handing uh, over that jacket.
0: Well you know there's absolutely no time to to decompress after you've come off the eighteenth green, you gotta go right to butler cabin and give the green jacket to somebody else that shouldn't have been wearing it as far as Jordan's speech was concerned
2: well that was the same thing back in the uh back in the 60s and 70s when Arnold and Jack and Gary and and Lee and Tom and they all had to like give it back and forth to each other and they hated it they even
0: said you know, they hated yeah, it they hated every minute of it
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it was it was interesting um uh Jordan said my dog didn't die I'll be okay I'll survive. <laughs> it happens, you know. You gotta gotta love uh, his attitude.
0: Yeah, well, it helps being twenty-two.
4: Yeah. It certainly does, and ha- having already um, won a green jacket and you know uh, finished second in your first first one. That's that's a pretty Listen, good. Uh,
0: think about this for a minute. Jordan Spieth has almost won the last five
2: majors. That's incredible. That's incredible. You know, you look at you look at a guy like Jordan who can, um, you know, he goes out, he practices, he's limber. He can spend hours out there practicing and practicing and practicing. We were talking about Phil and how Phil's getting up there in age. How much practice time do you think Phil does compared to Ricky, Jordan, Smiley? You know, some of these guys who are out there all day, every day. Remember Tiger, when Tiger came out, all he did was practice, practice, practice. And then he had the family and he settled down a little bit. You know, as we get older, our priorities begin to change a little. You know, Phil's won so many majors. He's won so many tournaments, so much money. You know, does he not practice maybe a few times because he wants to spend the time with his girls and his wife? Whereas Jordan and them, they have that time to go out and practice and practice and practice. So, just a thought.
0: Phil has, just, he's battled his whole career and trying to strike the right balance between family and career. And you know, I think Phil is probably one of the best at practicing smart. He's not going to stand out there all day and beat balls just for the sake of beating balls he's He goes out and practices with a purpose, and when he's accomplished his goals, he packs it up and goes home. Um, so you know you can you know you can argue about whether that's enough practice. But I think it comes down to the individual and what his personality is and 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 physical attributes uh and, and mental capacity. I think everybody's different. I was on the range today and watching good weekly hit balls and and he hits it as good as anybody out there and he hit you know he hit five or six drivers that just about hit the flag stick that was like two hundred and eighty five yards down the practice range. And his caddy said, "Okay, he's getting bored. Hide the rest of the balls from him." And you know, they packed it up and and went fishing.
2: Yeah, he should have gone to the putting green because that's always been his. <laughs> that's always been his nemesis is those putters. Always, yeah.
4: Uh, but maybe you went to practice the breathing tip you were talking about <laughs> earlier, Kevin, out there while he was fishing, uh, Mike. Who's who's the guy you're looking to to raise the trophy on Sunday at Wells Fargo? Give us your pick before we let you go.
0: Uh, I'm going to give you a long shot and
4: um Ooh, we like that. Give
0: you Jamie Lovemark.
4: Ooh. Mm. Jamie Lovemark.
0: Uh, I think he learned a valuable lesson in the in the, his two playoffs. I think he learned a valuable lesson on Monday in the playoff, you know, not to hit shots that aren't necessary but he's he's hitting it great. Uh he's putting well. Uh he's young and has a short memory. Uh, you know, I uh I think he has an excellent chance this week. It's it's a golf course is made for him. He can he hits it forever. Mm-hmm. And and Quail Hollow is is set up for a long hitter. Is it
4: is it is to is it fairly narrow too? I mean, do you need to hit it long and straight? You know, like-
0: it's it's not especially narrow and the you know the rough it's all uh rye grass you know from top to bottom and they don't have a whole lot of rough so I, there's really not a, a penalty for hitting it off the fairway
4: Well definitely one of the favorite uh, venues on tour and it's going to be a a good weekend to be watching uh there in Charlotte Mike Perkey from Global Golf Post you can get it every Monday morning in your mailbox For free. And uh, they got some of the best reporters around the globe bringing us all the latest golf scoops. Thanks, Mike, so much. Global Golf Post, we love you.
0: Anytime for you, Holly.
4: All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. We'll be back with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next.
1: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us.
3: Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price.
2: I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make
4: We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Howie G, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club. And Will Perry, we're going to waste no time because he's a busy guy and he is on the grounds at the Wells Fargo. One of our favorites, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, checking in with us. Hey, Todd. Todd, hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you? Awesome. How's the weather up there in North Carolina?
3: Um, It's great right now. Um. Sunny about 75 is going to be down below 50 tonight. So um, it's going to be a really nice weekend, at least we hope so. Uh, tomorrow's a little chance of showers, but this golf course is wet. We've had three, close to three and a half inches of rain since Saturday here at Quail Hollow, and because of that, the fairways and the rough and is is very wet. And of course, the golf course is playing soft. Now, the interesting thing is, They have a sub-air system underneath all the greens here at Quill Hollows, so essentially they can vacuum the moisture out. So you can have a soft golf course T2 green, but the greens can be very firm. So distance is going to be a premium uh, Thursday and Friday. Guys who can bomb it are going to really have an advantage. Now, it's going to dry out the rest of the week, so the golf course is going to evolve and change as we move towards the weekend. So players and caddies are going to really earn their money this week.
4: Well, I'm hearing this could put uh, J.B. Holmes, uh, who was the 2014 champ, into maybe uh, a good position this week for the tournament. He has six top-15 finishes and nine starts. You know, he's been playing some good golf.
3: Yeah, I mean J.B. Holmes, you got to consider him. I would consider uh, Gary Woodland. I would obviously consider the only guy who's won this championship twice, and Rory McIlroy, because they those guys have tremendous distance off the tee. I mean, Adam Scott's right there as well. I mean, even Phil Mickelson, nobody has more top 10s at the Wells Fargo Championship than Phil Mickelson. So, I, I mean, I, I feel like the list of contenders is has shrunk because of the wet conditions on Thursday and Friday.
4: You think, given what happened to Phil at the Masters, that um, maybe he's looking at this, uh, you know, kicking it into another gear as he sets his sight on the players. And, of course, we know the elusive U.S. Open that he, you know, wants to fulfill his Grand Slam, uh, it, you know, has been elusive for him.
3: Well, he he was disappointed when he left Augusta. He was disappointed when he missed the cut next start, which is in San Antonio. I talked to Phil today. Uh, he's very upbeat, very positive. Actually, he looks like he's lost a little weight. It looks like he's getting, you know, in pretty decent shape. Um So if you see him on our coverage Thursday or Friday, take a look and make a decision for yourself. But um, he said he had a good week of practice at home. And you've heard him say this, Holly, that when he goes down Magnolia Lane, he just gets re-energized. It doesn't matter how he's playing. Um, He he finds a focus, uh, a different attitude, a different mentality. He kind of feels that about Quail Hollow as well. And When he comes to Charlotte, he loves this golf course so much, he is excited and invigorated and ready to go. So, I, you know, I, I'm looking for a decent bounce-back week for Phil Mickelson here.
4: How about Rory, somebody who I think <laughs> would like to get his game back on track with a little bounce-back? You know, I
3: talked to Rory, too, yesterday. I spent a little one-on-one time with him, and I asked him, I said, look, you've been playing well. You've been in contention several times, but you haven't won in 2016. Is it frustrating? And he said, you know, it's somewhat frustrating. Sure, I want to win, but this year so far reminds me of 2014 when first half of the year I was in contention, but I wasn't winning. But once I got that first victory, and if you remember that first victory in 2014 for Roy came in the United States at, at the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Uh, and then, excuse me, I'm sorry, not in the United States, but across the seas, he won the Open Championship, and then he came back and the WGC Bridgestone Invitational, and then he won the PGA Championship, and he was Player of the Year on the PGA Tour. So he says he feels like it, it, it was then, two years ago, when once I get that first win, my confidence is just going to just go to another level, and I'm just going to take it to another gear and start winning a lot of, a, a lot of events.
4: Were you in New Orleans, surviving uh, the weather there? Uh, no, I I don't own any scuba
3: gear. So yeah, I was I was not in New Orleans. They didn't send me there.
4: Well, your buddy George Savarekis was uh, having some fun and uh, some challenges keeping the conversation going in the in the players in the players room. That's a tough gig when you got all those weather delays.
3: You know, it is a tough gig. I mean, I've been through those weather delays at various points in my golf channel career, and the conversation can go. Anywhere, it doesn't have to be about golf. I remember, I remember talking with with Brand Snedeker at the Winter Championship about, I mean, a good five to ten minutes on the air about Vanderbilt football. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and,
3: and you know, it's, it, it, I mean, you can go anywhere, but you got to fill the time. I mean, you know, you, you what else you're going to do? You could show last year's tournament, but to be honest with you, I mean, that's a, you know, that that has to happen sometimes. But you know, people know who won last year, you know, so. You know, it's an opportunity for anybody who's a reporter during you know, those rain delays to kind of show a side of these players outside of golf.
4: Absolutely, and you know how how they chill chill out a little bit. You know, as they're as they're waiting. Uh, right. Hey, you got Ricky Fowler uh, doing imitations of Jason Day.
3: Well, you know, I didn't get to see that. It I was
4: priceless. <laughs> was it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> but Jason. Jason Jason's not too hard to do. I mean, Jason, you know, he's a thick Australian actor. He talks like this. Every time he sees see Todd Lewis, he say, Hey, you know, Todd, how are you? you everything good? Has your daughter? Is she doing all right? Yeah, good. So, so, so it's not too hard to do, Jason.
4: Hey, some interesting news that it's breaking uh, Adidas selling off its golf businesses to focus on footwear and apparel. You got any uh, further news on that little development? You know, I I saw that, and
3: that has been rumored for a while. You know, Adidas is actually a victim of its own – or tailor-made, I should say, a victim of its own success. I mean, from what I've been observing and reading, you know, they they put out products so frequently. If you're a a guy like me who loves to get the newest and latest stuff, you know, why why buy that new stuff when six months down the road it's going to be on the discount rack? You know, because they're going to come out with another newest and greatest. So I think that, you know, that business model probably hurt them. And now I'm interested to see who is actually going to purchase tailor-made. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Let me just speculate a bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see Under Armour in this. Mm. I, I, I think Under Armour, they have their apparel. But if they're going to buy a part of tailor-made, Adidas, yeah, Ashworth and Adams, they might just buy... The tailor made product, not Adams and Ashworth. Because they've got the apparel, first off, so they don't need the Ashworth stuff. Um, and Adams is not quite what tailor made is. But tailor made, obviously, they've got some great technology there. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see Under Armour as a player in this.
4: Very interesting, and would certainly um, uh, have them looking square in the eyes of Nike, wouldn't it? Uh,
3: from an apparel perspective, yes. I mean, uh, yes. I, I mean, Nike's not the player in the golf equipment company, um, that Taylor made is, uh, but from an apparel perspective, yeah, it would elevate their apparel and you know, make them compete with Nike and, and with their apparel and footwear. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens.
4: Your thoughts uh in terms of when you think Tiger might return to competitive uh, golf, any news? Have,
3: yeah. You know what? I've, I've played this game so many years now. Holly. <laughs> I know. I have, I have no idea. I mean, it's, it's good that he's hitting balls and, and doing all of that, um, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that. You know what I'd like to see happen, to be honest with you, but I don't think it will? I would like for Tiger Woods to play an event that he's never played before, just like he did last year in Greece for Championship. Now, he had to to try to get into the FedEx playoff. But why not come back at Colonial, the Dean and DeLuca Invitational? Come back there. He hasn't played there before. Um, you don't have to hit driver all all the time there. That's the club that he's struggling with right now. Um, you don't have to hit driver there. You can hit three wood because it's not a very long golf course. Um, so why not go there? I mean, it's in a big market in Dallas, Fort Worth, so uh, you get all the attention there, and it'd be, it'd be great for that event. And it's got a long history of, of great players and winners. I mean, Hogan Valley's right there. So, you know, why not play there? But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm hearing maybe Memorial I don't think – I'd be surprised if he plays the players next week. He might, but I would be surprised. It's a very difficult golf course for him. So we'll just have to wait and see.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, who do you – who's your pick, Todd, before we let you go? Who, who yeah. are you picking on Sunday?
3: For the Wells?
4: West yes, Oregon? yes. I, I feel –
3: gosh, you know, I hate to go with chalk. I'd like to pick a guy out, off the radar. But I, I, I'm telling you, I, I follow Warren McElroy's day in the Pro-Am. He loves this golf course. He can move it right to left, which is the great shot shape here um, at Quail Hollow. I, I, think, I think he's going to be in contention come Sunday on the back nine. I'll just leave it at that.
4: All right. Well, as always, we love spending time with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. And check out all their golf instruction tonight on the Golf Channel as it is National Instruction Day. Thanks so much, Todd. We appreciate your list of the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We've got more Golf Talk coming up.
0: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. And then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I
1: want my dream. yeah.
4: We're back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of Intelligent Golf Talk in the house. Holly Chi, Kevin Sternett, and Will Perry. Uh, Some other winners last week. Jenny Shin wins in Texas for her first LPGA Tour title. There was no event on the Champions Tour this week. They're playing the Insperity Invitational at a great golf course that I've played a few times, the Woodlands, in the Woodlands Texas, uh, and Ian Wisnham was the defendant champion there. And um web dot com, Seamus Power wins the United Leasing and Finance Championship. We're getting to that time of year, Kevin, where I couldn't believe it. I've you know already seeing things for graduations and um that means also that kids will be getting out of school and it's time for summer camps, summer junior camps. clinics, and um getting your junior golfer ready for some summer play. And I know you have a special guest that we want to introduce. Yeah. Tell about a special program here in Orlando.
2: Yeah, I've got my uh, my longtime friend, uh, Fran Southern. He's uh, He started up the new uh, junior prep golf tour of Orlando. So, uh, Fran, you there?
1: I'm right here, buddy. How are you?
2: Good, man. Good afternoon. How you doing today?
1: Excellent. How are you doing, Kevin?
2: I'm doing great. So uh, just so some of you know, uh, Fran's uh, longtime friend of mine, he was actually there the, uh, the day I met my wife 17 years ago. So uh, uh, I want to thank him for that as well. So absolutely. I'm really excited to have you on the radio show today. Uh, so let's get right into this new and very unique and thought-provoking idea you've been creating for the past couple of years. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, please tell our listeners on 96.9 The Game, how and why you came up with the Junior Prep Golf Tour of Orlando.
1: Well, as you know, Kevin, thanks for having me anyway. As you know, my son Connor played three seasons for the Lake Brantley High School golf team. And I was fortunate enough to be able to attend every one of his matches. While I was out there, started to notice some things that popped up. Noticing that there weren't a lot of parents out there because the matches actually are right after school. And justifiably so, they're working also noticed that mostly for the most part on every high school team, you had a top one or two player, top one or two players that were very good. Mm-hmm. When you went down through the rest of the roster, I saw a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of potential both for the boys and the girls. Right. So therefore I started looking into it and trying to see what's out there for these kids after this two and a half month season. I mean, the golf season is really only two and a half months long. Starts August first, runs through to the middle of October, and then that's it. So I started looking in a little deeper and trying to find what was out there for those kids, and I didn't find much, Kevin. As you know, I, I didn't find hardly anything.
2: Yeah, which is so, which is uh, mind-boggling, since we're in the golf capital of the world, and you can play year-round here. You would think that there would be junior programs going on all year-round. So tell me, Fran, how is the junior prep golf to Orlando, of Orlando, um, how is that program structured for, for juniors who are looking to get into this?
1: Yeah, Kevin, well, it's a very unique program. Uh, I've taken the uh, the instruction, golf instruction, the professional instruction, combined it with practice, clinics, and weekend tournaments all in one package. Mm. So the kids now, trying to get the kids together, keep them in the game, keep the clubs in their hands, keep them competing in the off season and keep preparing them for the next level.
2: Okay. What a great concept that is for, uh, for golfers that are looking to break through and prepare, prepare themselves for, for high school and uh, possibly college golf. Um, sure. What uh, what When does the uh, Junior Prep Golf Tour start and how long does your junior golf program go for?
1: Well, the first session starts next week, which is actually May 10th, Tuesday. Okay, great. The actual structure of it is we practice twice a week. We have uh, a tournament on the Saturdays because I want the parents to be able to attend. Mm-hmm. And we also, during the practices, we, we do clinics. We do drills. We get on the range. We do video instruction, which is a fantastic tool for the kids to be able to see the progress that they're making.
2: Right, and definitely and for those. it runs
1: weekly. Okay. We're going to run it registration weekly, and we're going to run it straight through to the end of July, which will bring the kids right into their uh, right into their high school trials.
4: Hey, Fran, this is Holly G. So it's a hey si- no. it's a six week program. Um, do you have then another program that starts after this? Can the kids continue? Uh, I know you're you know you're trying to also develop their play in tournaments sure. and competition as well. I, I think this is a tremendous, tremendous idea.
1: Thanks, Holly. Yeah, well, actually, we, we we started out as a six-week program, but we want to be able to let the kids try it out, and then we we'll want the parents to be able to try it out. So we kind of just – it is six weeks, but we're, we're going to let them just try it out weekly if they wanted to. And obviously, we're, we're confident they'll stay.
4: So you have different levels of participation, it sounds like. Um. No, no, it's it's weekly. Okay, and do they sign up for a certain period of time? How and how can they do that on your website?
1: Absolutely. www.jpgtorlando.com. com. Oh, that's awesome. it's all, it's all yeah. there. It's all it's all laid out for them. They can register there. They can call me. They can they can see it all right there.
4: What's the What's the age bracket?
1: Okay, great. Good question. Age brackets are going to be girls and boys from 12 to 18. Really so want to start with the 12-year-olds because they're the future of the high school teams.
2: Now, I know you've been in contact with a lot of area golf courses. If you're allowed to mention them, which golf course will we be utilizing during this program, and do you have a home course or designated driving range for your afternoon instruction?
1: Sure do. I have actually four golf courses locally, that are on on the calendar right now that we rotate through. We have Dub's Red Golf Course. We have Country Club of Gear Run. We have the Wakaiba Golf Club. and We have Eagle Dunes Golf Club on board. That's fantastic. Go
2: ahead. No, no, that's fantastic. Now, is there still space available for next week's session one?
1: There is space available for next week. We actually are running a a special introductory offer. It's $99 per week. The regular price is 150
2: a week, so we do have some openings. Okay, so if they just mention the Golf Insiders, then we'll uh, we'll do the $99 introductory, correct?
1: Make sure you mention the Golf Insiders.
2: Excellent. Well, that all sounds great, and I couldn't be more proud of you, so congratulations. Um,
4: the website, again, is www.jpgtorlando.com. Frank, thanks so much, and good luck with... The Junior Prep Golf Tour Orlando. Well we've just Thanks got Holly. a f- great show tonight. All right, we just got a few minutes left. Kevin, who's gonna be your pick well, for the Wells I Um,
2: uh, since you gotta hit it long, you gotta hit it straight, you gotta keep it in the short grass, I'm going with the Golden Bear Golf Club's very own Hideki Matsuyama. Ooh, I like
4: that pick. Uh I'm going with Philly Mickelson. I wanna see him bounce back. That's How about my- you,
2: Will? It's hard to go against Rory. I mean, the guy's already won there twice.
4: All right. You Uh, heard it from us, the Golf Insiders. We're out of here. Such a long shot. Back next week. Bye-bye.